Hi, I'm Poppy. In this video, I'm showing you how to load a gun. First, you need to put a bullet inside of this thing. Today, we are using hollow point bullets. Next, you put this thing in here. Then press this button. And now this gun is loaded. I like this gun because of the way it looks. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 215 of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I am Finalope Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm a play Margaritaville. That was a very nice Beretta 92 FS, by the way. That was that was a luxurious pistol. Mm-hmm. Still confused about what I just saw, but I'm Chaz and coconuts have water in them. If yes. you know, you know. <laughs> uh yeah, that's uh the sensational pop star Poppy. Uh she was actually uh, featured in one of the NXT pay-per-views at some point in 2016 or 2017, I believe. Yeah, uh, but, couple, couple things. Yeah, and, yeah, but do would normal people have heard of her or? No, but it would probably freak people out since we're in spooky season and I have that eerie music and be like, this it, is... was, it was like, I don't know, some weird combination of off-putting and charming. So I, I really don't know how to feel. Oh, yeah, pretty charming. Disarming. Disarming is definitely the... No, the she armed herself. She armed herself. Yeah, it's the That's opposite. the irony. That's the <laughs> irony. We're to talk about women's rights. She, she just has the ultimate one right there in her hands. I mean, it, it was either I do that or this. I mean, you did that anyway. <laughs> yeah, I did anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. You're welcome. We're, we're going to be doing uh, Chaz's Picks, which is uh, Hellbound Hellraiser 2. That's the full title of the movie. Uh, everybody knows it at Hellraiser 2. Who the fuck knows Hellbound? Is it? I thought Hellbound I, I, was Hellraiser 3. <laughs> No, yeah, it's, it's Hellbound is 2. They hadn't yet decided their naming convention, because in 3, they reverse that decision, and then it becomes... Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Dumb shit. Yeah. That's my salt somewhere they, else. They all have silly names, though. They're all, like, Inferno and, and Bloodletting and Oblivion. I haven't looked yet to see what the, this one that's coming up. For those listening, th there is a Hellraiser that is premiering on Hulu. It's, it's called Hulu Hellraiser. <laughs> Because at the end of the fucking trailer, Hulu it just goes above it, above the Hellraiser logo, Hulu. So it just looks like it says Hulu Hellraiser. I fucking so, lost my shit when I'm I not saw sure that. if it's a reboot or if it's just a continuation. It's a, I, I'm it's a reboot. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that yeah. sucks then. Yeah. Well, I, I was aware that one of the Hellraiser sequels is called Hell World, and the tagline is Evil Goes Online. I want to see that one so fucking bad. I was like... <laughs> That sounds like everything I'm about. I'm sure that you know, movie's a steaming pile of trash. <laughs> you know, to relate to our previous episode, we, we talked about how Phantasm may have held up in terms of what it knew it was about, and yeah. it like kind of kept steady. The Hellraiser movies did not do that. They fell off a cliff. Thankfully, no. we were not there yet. I, so. Okay, yeah, they, they might have eventually. If anything, I'm, I'm learning... I like Phantasm and Hellraiser more than I like watching the shitty friday the 13th or or the the latter sequels of halloween like it'll never be as good as halloween one but i'm having a good old time watching these movies i mean you should oh, ask. yeah well, yeah what we're watching now is fine it's just the, the later hellraiser films specifically like the ones where they're in space and 
uh, Hell World. That sounds awesome. I need to because Jason X is the best Friday the Thirteenth. So, well, we're gonna have a fun conversation tonight, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> you should. You missed it. We already we discussed we discussed Jason X ad nauseum. That was my pick, baby. <laughs> uh, you should ask John Carpenter what he thinks about Halloween on how he just sticks out his fucking hand and waits for a check. But go watch the video that I posted on Facebook. Uh, fucking love that guy messenger he was a fucking goat um anyway we're also going to be talking about club dread um if you have it if you're looking at the video format three out of the four are using like uh club dread uh sayings and stuff like pinolope coconut chaz and play i don't know i i, I had to say it in that like accent by the way because how he fucking says it pinolope <laughs> Oh man! It's not even that. Like that's how it's like. Someone screws up the spelling later on, and it just says Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> Her name tag goes from saying Penelope to Penelope. <laughs> oh man! But we'll we'll get to those movies. But first, as always, what the hell you guys been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I kind of launched like a booktube, authortube, YouTube channel, and it's kind of growing uh, faster than I thought. It went from when you guys subbed uh, to like twelve now. I mean that's big. That's big for me. All right, twelve. What'd you, what'd you post? I didn't get the content in my feed. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't slam that bell for notifications from oh. YouTube. So I, Make I mean, sure you you please the algorithm. So because of the algorithm, <laughs> I had to do like these newbie tags where they someone made questions and you have to like, it's kind of like the first day of class, you know, when you go to the first day of school and you're just like, stand up, Joseph, tell me about yourself. It's kind of, it's kind of like that. I had to tell me about myself and you know why I want to do booktube or author tube, but I did uh, start reading dead silence. It's kind of has like a dead space feel to it. They come up to a ghost ship and apparently this ghost ship is like a think of like a cruise line that like an early prototype of a cruise of sending people around the universe and people just died in there. There's like 500 people that are missing on this ghost ship. Uh, Look at this. You got all these these tags in it. What are all these tags? You going to write write a report? Yes. Book report? Well, that's how you get the algorithm, man. They get they got to people do the hashtags and stuff. All those fucking uh, gen- no, I mean like physical like the little I'm looking at the picture of you holding up the book when you're Oh, these are my shorts. I do annotations. Um so oh. I cool quotes. Uh sometimes when I read a book, I forget the characters' names and Every, shit. Everywhere boobs are mentioned. Yeah, I was yes. going to yeah. mark those pages. That's right. You know, the part in Berserk where sex scenes are happening, I have to highlight the whole fucking frame. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, Gaming-wise, I actually got my Steam Deck. Um, I played a little bit. It's weird playing um, first-person shooters on that handheld. It's a little weird, but I- I'm getting used to it. Uh, it It's really hot at some points because it- it's literally a fucking mega computer in your hand no doubt yeah and uh so far i like it i just haven't had enough time to do anything with that uh so many games are coming out that i'm kind of pissed off about call of duty nhl for me i'm big into nhl games why are you Uh, pissed off about them because there's so much (laughs) (laughs) god damn it games are coming out i mean they're not going to release them for a month and then take them away like you don't have to play them the the moment they come out 
That is true. Uh, but I do want to play NHL when it comes out. Mm. So that's always going to be my number one thing. Uh, and you got what Pokemon coming out soon next in month? November. Yeah. Scarlet Violet. Yep. And God of War Ragnarok. Don't forget. Yeah. No, not that anyone else here cares about that. I'm just being my lonesome. Well, no, I, 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 got I played it. I played it. Oh, you forget you played the first yeah. one. Okay. I, I, play it. I got to platinum it, but I can't. The Valkyries and shit, I, I, I don't have the patience for that shit. Mm-hmm. So, no. Um, other than that, yeah, that's all. That's all I've done. Andy, what the, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, I've been frustrated. Frustrated. No, I, uh, I played. Well, I tried to watch um the 1977 version of Nosferatu, and they didn't work out because I was interrupted. But what I saw seemed to be whatever. Um, and then I played a bunch of Yakuza here and there, just little tiny grasps at it i'm toward the end of the game and there was a like i'm i was chugging along at a real good pace like really not getting stopped by much and i hit a boss fight in chapter 12 that is a son of a bitch hard like i was stopped dead in my tracks so i had to like load an old save outside of the dungeon and just level up so all week i've just been as an experiment you guys are like oh you should stream on youtube instead of twitch we'll come watch you there you you get all kinds of views so i've been uh streaming on youtube instead of twitch but just like leveling up and doing stuff like that doing all the fun side quests and getting summons and stuff uh no one's watching you guys aren't watching you fucking hang me out to dry you lied to me you lied you, right to my you face. always stream at a time where i'm doing something <laughs> i watched you yeah zach watched me once yeah. zach zach gets a light pass but since then i've streamed like five or six more times so yeah the, you tell me when you were streaming but the, the, oh, i thought you would get notifications dude, that doesn't do that, shit. that shit doesn't fucking work yeah anyway <laughs> well then why am i using youtube instead of twitch their notifications work well twitch... i'm not gonna watch you on twitch period <laughs> we've been over this <laughs> discoverability discoverability on twitch is so fucking like you you have the rare someone I don't, I don't every once in a while i get viewers on twitch and people are just like oh yakuza this game's cool oh you should go do this quest or something like that I haven't had one single person discover me on YouTube. And now that's only a week's worth of experience. Mm -hmm. But like literally zero viewers nonstop except the time Zach was watching. Someone asked me why Chris Benoit was on uh, my Call of Duty <laughs> fucking <the> thumbnail. <laughs> I said he's an American hero. <laughs> oh my God. What are you <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's a matter of consist consistency, and uh, when it's a vod, just tag it up where it shows Yakuza, you know, like a dragon, and then you'll start seeing some hits. I don't know, man. It, it's whatever you want to do. What's easier for you? If you like Twitch, you like Twitch. Yeah. The only reason I'm using either one is because it's storing my footage for me. That's mm. just footage that I'm I'm banking. So honestly, YouTube, it's like a few less mouse clicks. So I might just do that anyway. I'd like to be able to stream to both, but you gotta get a subscription or some shit for that. Um, something else I'm I'm conscious of, and you just said it and it made me think about it. Uh the name of that game I've been playing is Yakuza Like a Dragon. However, in 2024 like a dragon eight is going to come out yakuza is pulling a you know circa 1997 square enix with final fantasy 7 in that they um in japan all the yakuza games are called like a dragon like a dragon one two three four five six 
And when Like a Dragon 7 came out in the United States, they didn't want to call it Yakuza 7. They just called it Like a Dragon. Like, oh, this is a cool name. And uh, now they've backed themselves into a corner, so they're just going to have to rip the Band-Aid off. So those of us kind of in the know-ish, like just because I like the Yakuza games I've been following, uh, start hammering it into everyone's heads. Like a Dragon 8 is Yakuza 8. Like a Dragon is Yakuza 7. And of course, it's not going to help that there's side games like Yakuza Gaiden, the man who erased his name, and uh, Like a Dragon Ishin, which takes place in feudal Japan. I don't Sega's fucking, they're going to confuse everyone. But the games are all going to be fun, so I guess whatever. <laughs> it's going to be a, a huge disaster. <laughs> I tell you what, though, the algorithm will be in the favor of people who play Like a Dragon and also Yakuza Like a Dragon because when they type, type that into the search bar, everything is going to be popping up. So it mm -hmm. might go in the favor if you're still if you don't have money for that new game and you're still streaming Yakuza Like a Dragon, you're going to get some hits possibly. Yeah, it'll be like a subtitle. Yakuza 8 or something. No one knows exactly what they're going to do, but they just announced them all and a few journalists reached out and they said, are you guys not calling it Yakuza 8? And Sega, Sega of America said, no, we're, we're, we're dropping the whole thing. We're just going to start calling them all like a dragon and people are just going to have to figure it out. <laughs> hey, okay, Sega, knock yourself out, I guess. People are going to buy it no matter what anyway, so. I mean, yeah, weebs like me are going to buy it, so. Yeah. Other than that, anything else? No, that's pretty much yeah. it. I watched a, a bunch of YouTube and stuff, but eh, whatever. All right. Play Margaritaville. The hell you've been watching, playing, or doing instead of Margaritaville? I uh, played and beat uh, Bayonetta 2 on, on Wii U mm -hmm. in preparation for Bayonetta 3, the third climax. My body is ready. Um. Looking forward to that game. Bayonetta 2 is good. Uh, it's mostly, for the most part, just kind of iterates. Little bit, little things are better about it than the first one if you never played two. Um, there's a lot of unlockable stuff in it, though. I don't remember Bayonetta 1 having a bunch of unlockable extra shit to do after you beat the game. Aren't there, like, Nintendo costumes and shit? <laughs> yeah, there's, like, she can, looks like Mario or Link or, she you know, she cosplays them. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool, but <laughs> the costumes cost a lot of in-game currency, though. They're like a hundred thousand halos a piece, and it's like you'll beat a stage like in the early parts of the game just for like some kind of frame of reference. Like you'll beat a stage, and if you do like okay, you might make like fifteen thousand halos. <laughs> um, that's a lot of master chiefs. <laughs> it's a lot of angel angel crowns, or however you want to look at that. It's a lot of sonic rings. <laughs> sonic rings. Um, I play. I, I went back to playing Control a little bit Yay. after I beat Bayonetta two. Still enjoying. It. I only I only messed around with it for like an hour or so because Bayonetta two kind of ate up my weekend. Um, I'm preparing to play Silent Hill two for our little goofy wager thing, so that's coming. <laughs> um, watched. I've watched. I've been watching Action Button Bokuno. Natsu Yasume review. Good job. Yeah. And uh, I'm like almost all the way through it. I just finished part five last night. Um, very interesting <laughs> video. Way off the rails now. It gets way off the rails at that, that fifth part. 
but it's weird. It's like he he picked another game. That was like, what the fuck is this game? It's kind of like Tokimeki Memorial, but he started talking about tank controls and stuff, how it controls like RE, and it's kind of like this little life simulator kind of game almost. Um, it's kind of cool. I actually do want to play it. <laughs> I have never... it. Come on over. Is it is it translated? He was talking about being translated or something. Not yet. As he says in the video, people are working right now on translating it. And it's not done yet, but as soon as it's done, I'm going to slap that puppy on a USB stick and stick it in the old Polymega. Cool. Um, outside of that, uh, October is when I get busy watching horror movies beyond this little program and beyond the horror fest we do in our own little Facebook group. Uh, I watched Archive 81. Uh, a friend of mine had been telling me to watch it for a while. Oh, that's a good show. Yeah, it was a good show, actually. It's very cool, kind of a twist on a found footage. It's like, it's a story about a guy experiencing a found footage story <laughs> in like a weird, weirdo roundabout way. He, cl- um, he cleans up the tapes and stuff. And uh, yeah, he's like an archivist. He's like a film preservationist guy or something. And it's a show. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. it one th- there's a couple things in uh, Halloween movies or horror movies that freak me the fuck out. One, the devil. Uh, two, cult, and three, like really good paranormal. Not like paranormal activity because that makes me fucking laugh. Uh, but like cult stuff kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. Um. He's also it also helps he's got a bunch of hoity toity film posters and t-shirts that the main character Dan he's got like a house fucking poster in his apartment and <laughs> all kinds of stuff but um it was a good show I liked it uh it's it got Netflix it was one of those shows that prematurely canceled yeah I guess it didn't make enough views or something I've heard something about how like the people that put the show together is like hey we can do season two if somebody else wants to pick us up now they'll re- they'll renew cuties before Fuck. that before that show. Seems like something <laughs> Shutter should pick up then. Yeah, Shutter. Somebody that's got any sense in any way. <laughs> um, I watched uh Hellraiser three Hell on Earth. Oh, he got carried away. Uh, well, uh, me and my sister were, were watching the Hellraiser movies like intermittently. And just like, oh, let's watch Hellraiser 3. I'm like, all right. So, hey, this movie seemed like really good sibling viewing. Sure. <laughs> I guess weird horror shit. We're into that. But, like, uh, that's where it kind of starts to get off the rails is Hellraiser 3, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, 1 and 2 are pretty, they, they're totally, they're very similar. We're going to get into that here in a minute. But, like, mm-hmm. 3 is like, uh, it's kind of like the Batman Forever of Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> That's like where it starts to get kind of goofy. I like to consider three the cliff. Like they, like right now we're not anywhere near a cliff. We, we get to the edge of three, and then by that point, like we start teetering off of it. It's a. I mean, it's, three, you're you're teetering off the cliff. You've you've reached the cliff. And you're like, oh, oh god! Like you're about yeah. to fall. <laughs> that, it's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're you're at the cliff. I I was led to believe that three is when they start getting away from stuff that Clive Barker actually wrote. Right? It's Man. like written. I'm not sure about that, uh, actually. I don't know. I, I was under the understanding that he... It's based on a story that he wrote completely for the first one, and that there are elements of it in the second one, and then by the third one, they're just, like, making shit up, I think. 
I, I, I gleaned that from a YouTube video I watched like a year ago. So that would make a lot of sense because again, a lot of the tone and the themes that, that fit in the first two films, they, they go way off the rails, like just so far off from following any of those same themes. So it would make sense that it's just now it's just using characters from that story. And it's like a six degrees of separation type of thing. It was, it was kind of fun though, even if it was, it was goofy and it was kind of getting in, it's like it's crossing over into some whole other territory. Yeah. Uh, Those movies, the later ones remind me a lot of like the really late, uh, Freddy Krueger, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street films. Cause they get, they get really hokey mm-hmm. as well, but like they, they know it. So like they own it and like do a bunch of like really bad puns and jokes and different, like I, those movies kind of remind me of that. Like they, yeah, they're they, all like, oh, you like to play video doing. games, huh? So does Freddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also watched uh, Nosferatu nine seventy eight, uh, Werner Herzog version. Uh, I watched the English dub though. Uh, I couldn't That's find it. I, watching. I couldn't find it in the original German anywhere. Um, it was all right. I liked it okay. Uh, I think the original's better ditto from what i saw yeah um the, the most bizarre things about it was just like I, I don't i don't understand half the soundtrack of that movie <laughs> it's just strange um and then I, I watched john carpenter's vampires oh i really want to watch that it's it's pretty good it's pretty fun there's not a lot of plot to it but is it uh, streaming somewhere or did do you own it it's on netflix sweet i might i might Ooh. try to check that out soon then yeah, it's pretty fun. James Woods is is entertaining as shit in that movie. <laughs> I love James Woods. He's cool. <laughs> That's all I did. Uh, and I want to do. I forgot to say it in mind, but I I did start Resident Evil Seven. Zach saw me like freak out on some jump scares that I totally forgot about. Uh, yeah, I watched him stream it. See, don't don't be complaining about nobody watches us stream. I watch both y'all stream there. And uh, I watch Dub stream pretty often. He's always like playing NHL and like hating it yes uh and uh i watched hellraiser one to get into hellraiser two uh but well you guys both got carried away listen to this you're hell raising it up yeah you're hell raising hell We're raising hell raising hell <laughs> i might continue uh but anyway chaz what the hell have you been watching playing or doing uh, i don't have a whole lot mostly because i've mostly been studying unless you guys would want to hear about all the the medical yeah, which uh, lectures, lectures did you listen to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of them. Uh, I've listened to a lot of content, had a lot of board questions. It's, it's been a real treat. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of math. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as things I watched aside from our movies, um, I, I did watch Hellraiser 1 as well. I watched it before the second. So uh, just because I thought it was a good thing to, to get into. Although the nice thing, which we'll talk about, is you don't necessarily need to do that as long as you've watched yeah, it in the past. Give but... you a light recap. Yeah, they give you they give you the light bit in the in the end, and then later on they give you a little more story. So you don't need too much from it, but it was still good to watch. Um, I definitely like the tone that set. So I um I have to ask a question though, like Frank, like did he want to go to hell? Like was he just like curious, like I want to go see the devil or be in hell? Well, we getting into it, or do we gotta let Chaz finish what he watched? Well, no, no. Frank is in Hellraiser one, unless you want to save it for when we get into Hellraiser two and talk about. I think we talk about it because Frank's in Hellraiser two. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, he he's he's involved. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, let's see. Um, I did take a stab and do a test run with uh, 
my camera to just try to stream the pack opening. And, oh yeah, that's something uh, I watched. Yeah, you you watched that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the first run did not go well. Although it's it's funny, I messaged a lot of people to tell them, "Hey, I'm trying this," and I actually had a decent little showing there at first. And then the camera went to crap because I tried to adjust it because some people were being trolls, and then it ended up just becoming a disaster. And the, the rig I had set up broke, so then I had to stop it. And then I picked it back up a little bit later. Um, I don't. I'm paying attention to it. I don't really think the viewership picked back up after. I think only a couple people were watching, but um, yeah, we we had a decent time though. I actually had did pretty well with the packs. Like I was I was happy with what I opened. And then, um, and as far as events, like we were talking before about, about beating children at Pokemon, the general sense is like, it's my sense of playing these types of games anyway. I'm happy to teach someone how to, how to play and go through things too, if we're playing in events. But I mean, I've never thought it benefits anybody if you're just letting someone win. Like the whole point is to also teach that those are, these are the types of games and types of things that you play that that also merit like you get the experience so trying to make it so that you're still enjoying yourself so that you forget whether winning or losing is even a thing um so i did that and i think the, the kid handled it pretty well and then i gave him a bunch of free stuff so ended up he, he was pretty happy overall just slap but, the pokemon cards out of his hand loser <laughs> <laughs> uh but i did win the event out of his hand don't cry home to mommy yeah but yeah, I did, I did win the event though, which was was nice. Uh, and then let's see, I think what else? Other than that, like yeah, there's really not much else uh, that I've done. Just like passively leaving things like on television, but not that I'm specifically watching anything. Um, I'm th- I'm debating whether I want to continue on and keep watching the Hellraiser stuff. Although I think it's gonna get it's gonna get hokey, so I, I might just be done with it. But. Yeah. That's that's about all I got. Oh, uh I did watch um I did watch a little more of the Umbrella Academy. My wife and child are back from Florida. They got stuck in the hurricane. Um and I'm on episode nine. There's only two episodes left in the last season. Uh the final season comes out uh within the next year or so, but um still deep into that. I mean not much else to explain that shows off the rails like it's just like there's i could not sit down and try to explain it to anybody so it is what it is mm-hmm. it's fine then and by the way my isom came in oh, oh shit. yeah i nice. got i got isom. and then i got the <laughs> the other cover with his signature it's it's he has a store open so if you want cover c you can't get these though these were limited edition Oh man, you gotta get that graded. Yeah. I ordered C, and I'm probably gonna get mine later because I ordered like a day or two before he cut it off or whatever. No, no, you should get it before November, so probably at uh, at the end of October, because he said after he ended his campaign. If you order after the campaign, then you're gonna be waiting until November. Oh, okay. I just figured that mine would come because everybody was like, "Oh shit, I got mine already." I was like, "I'll probably get mine in a few weeks." Dude, his fucking team is crazy. Like he had, he has over forty thousand uh, items that he needs to ship out, and he's he, with a, with a team of like seven, he's getting a lot done uh, compared to like a, a other fucking retailers out there. So, good for him. You good. didn't say that you read it. You didn't say if it was good. I just got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, it's uh, a comic. How long does it take to read a comic? I, An I, afternoon. 
I I'm in like I have to look at the art really good. It's, yeah, I mean, if you just buzz through and you don't look at the art, also it's it's like I think almost a hundred pages. Nine, oh, okay. Ninety-nine. It's just like a little. Or yeah. Little no, th- these these are all these are always graphic novel size usually. Um, oh. Yeah. Well, that's cooler than. Yeah. Is yeah. Anyway. All right, let's get into Hellraiser two. Uh, Chaz, do you want to take us away? Uh, sure. So, so Hellraiser two, I mean, immediately kicks off after the events of Hellraiser one. So, since it's the true sequel, the nice thing is it does give you that recap uh, right there at the start, which I think it's kind of funny too because it doesn't really tell you that. So, if you are watching this fresh without watching the first one you might be a little confused about what you're seeing right at first yeah like uh, the very first thing that happens is it shows it shows that guy getting tortured and he's like jesus wept and it's like oh my god yeah <laughs> <you have this?" laughs> yeah it, that is yeah if that's the very first thing you see and you've never watched anything else about these films boy you you really jumped in like feet first just whoop oh my so god. uh anyway uh so the uh, the protagonist, uh, Miss uh, Julia herself, she, of course, it, she's able to to lock the the box up, and it seems like everything's saved, and uh, and then it does like a cutback after, um, and it shows it's it's somewhat vague, so you don't know like timeline wise what it's showing you, but it shows a guy seemingly he's like in South Africa, it's kind of what it looked like, um, the base like on the the. Uh, gear and stuff he's wearing he's got like um, a pith helmet so he's like mm-hmm. um a british soldier in africa or india or somewhere mm-hmm. somewhere exotic exactly and he's it looks like he's he's like somewhere in like an abandoned temple or something and he finds this box he's like what is this I'm curious because that's what happens everybody finds a box like if you weren't anything, don't don't touch the box. Don't touch the fucking bloody mattress. But anyway, uh, just don't ever do it. Uh, he touches the box. He goes through this graphic uh, uh, transformation as he gets tortured. Um, I want to talk about that animation too. I think it's kind of funny. But he goes through this transformation, and it's actually showing you the origin of Pinhead. This is how Pinhead was created. He becomes one of the Cenobites. Uh, I don't know if any, <laughs> yeah, Cinnabons. I don't know if anyone else felt this way, but the specific way they shot that in all in all the black, where he's like having all the stuff happen to him, it eerily reminded me of uh, some of the scenes when they do silhouettes in the first live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. No, it's like no, they're, they're like grabbing their weapons and no, like whenever. Uh, well, I, maybe that too, but like they do a silhouette on uh, whenever he's, um, oh, what's his name? Um, Splinter. Splinter. Master Splinter's explaining the origins of of like how they all came to be and like why Shredder's a problem. Well, you got the little rat doing martial arts. In a cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but it shows awesome. everything. It shows everything in those like black and white silhouettes, and then later on, it shows him in the black and white silhouette as like the mutated rat, and then the, the turtles in the same way. Like I don't know. There's something about how they shot it. It looks very similar to that, except that in this case, they have a guy getting tortured, and they're like stabbing pins in his head and stuff. I don't know. It just looked weird. But uh, anyway. Um, yeah, things start to get like I, this movie didn't take too much to build. Like it, they 
again, they show you the end pretty quickly. And then not too long after that, you're, you're back with, with Julia. She's uh, in a mental hospital, um, clearly, for all the stuff she's gone through. They're trying to... You mean Kirsty? I'm saying the wrong person? Julia's the bad guy. Oh, Julia, I'm sorry. I got the wrong person there. Yeah, you're right. It is Christy. I, I said the wrong one. Julia, yeah. Julia is the, uh, the lady. in fact. Oh, is it Kirsty? Fucking yeah. Matt Reed? Damn. I'm sorry. I have, this is why I pull IMDb up, but I thought <laughs> I saw Kirsty. Anyway, Kirsty. I swear I watched the movie. <laughs> uh, Peanhead. Peanhead. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 yeah. So all the Cenobites, they're led by Peanhead. <laughs> uh so kirsty one of them's named butterball that's actually uh, the name that's not even a joke yeah but you can guess which one's butterball the one that looks like he's right out of berserk i like the, the chatter guy. One. he's oh, like all chatter in his teeth yeah, his, <laughs> name is, his name is chatterer and apparently chatterer. the female one is named female cinnabite so that was original um she had a name later but i think in the credits it just says female cinema yeah yeah i mean according to imdb that's what it has but yeah i, I think you're right i think later on they give names to each of the, the ones but uh anyway kirsty is in the mental hospital she they're trying to question her clearly no one is believing her uh she meets what i, I took to kind of be a medical resident he's following behind this this physician which i thought was a little confusing it's hard to tell is he a psychiatrist is he a neurosurgeon it, for the sake of the plot, it didn't matter. I guess he does a little bit of everything. He's, he's everything, yeah. Yeah, he's like the super psych neurosurgeon doing crazy stuff to help people with their woes. But it turns out there's more going on there. Like, that hospital has more than just, all oh, there's people locked up and trapped. Clearly, there's some messed up stuff going on. Yeah, nothing, like, and, made sense. It's like he's literally doing brain surgery, and they're like, hey, we need you to come talk to this crazy person. And he's like, oh, okay, someone finish my brain surgery for me. I'm yeah, that's how mental hospitals work. You know? I guess lobotomize people. Like, hey, and then later he's in he's in the basement. And he's like, okay, well, these are these are all the prisoners that we're torturing. Right? Yeah, that's how it opens up. That's kind of how I felt it got justified. It's like, well, that makes no sense in how you'd actually do the surgery, standard procedure, and that's not even how lobotomy would work. But, uh, but yeah, I, it was weird. Anyway, um. Then you find out he goes down to what the basement or whatever, and then you find out you find people that have like chains and shit torturing, like I mean literally they're being tortured by cenobites, and but you just don't directly see them, and it's like oh well he he's in cahoots, but you don't know what the depth is. Clearly he doesn't he's he's not fully aware of everything because of what happens later on, but he he's there's some weird sinister shit going on. Um, and uh, the resident actually, at some point, uh, I guess, like sneaks up and hears the conversation he's having about the, the mattress, um, about moving the mattress. House. Yeah, he's like, no, take it directly to the house. Don't don't take it to the, the police station or wherever. Take it to the house. And in doing so, he follows him there. to. Or actually, he goes ahead of him to try to figure out what's why is that so important or whatever. Um, and that's whenever things really open up. Uh he gets there, but then before he can really figure out what's going on, uh, he finds all these ancient relics and stuff. And clearly, the the doctor, um, I can't remember his name. I'm looking here real quick. Uh, I can't find his name. He wasn't. Isn't uh, Doctor Channard? That's what it was. 
Channard or Canard, Ch- Canard. I don't know how to say it, but that that was the the doctor. Why don't they have but, normal uh, names? Why why does this movie have like weird fucking? Let's say Christy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Butterball's pretty normal. It's it's turkey. Yeah, I mean the one girl's literally just called Tiffany. Like you know, yeah, they didn't call her like Tiff Tiffany or something. Tiffany. Tiff. There you go. Tifa. She could have been Tifa. What? Tifa. What's funny about it's Tifa? What's yeah, Eris. <laughs> What's funny about both Phantasm Two and Hellraiser Two is that they put these like throwaway <laughs> characters in there just to like like a plot device in a way. Because like Tiffany has like this thing with her mother uh, that shows up later on in the movie, and then well, the... in like kind of visions or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you know, like Phantasm Two, you had the one that like was talking to the fucking boy, and you're just. Like... I thought you were gonna say the resident was the throwaway character because they like set it up like in the in the first scene they're like he, she's like where's the guy and they're like oh, your boyfriend peaced out he didn't want to be in this movie oh okay and then like no one ever talks about it again and then they kind of like set the resident up to be like kind of a i don't know a romantic interest like someone and like then they, they go to the mansion him. he just gets his ass murdered right away mm-hmm. it's okay never mind i guess he's not gonna be a character for this whole movie <laughs> and yeah pinhead is the priest hell right like hell uh priest of hell is that what pinhead is because like i've always thought like the cenobites were like a big role and they're kind of not if you think about it they're just like little side characters that happen when you go into that realm all the bad shit are happening between the main characters their job is just to be hellish in hell and to commit hell upon people i think yeah i mean the whole point is that they the whatever souls that get trapped by a Leviathan or whatever, those are the ones that end up getting turned into Cenobites if they're worthy enough. Otherwise, they're just eternally damned and, and tortured there. Yeah, make you into a really weird third tier boss character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's effectively what happens. That's what happens to uh, Channer or however you say it. But but man, he goes way off the deep end. Um, it's just I think the thing is that's that was the whole point of uh, Claude Barker's story too. It really wasn't supposed to go into a lot of detail about the Cenobites and and all these extra things. His story is more of that that again. It's it goes back to that tale uh, about pleasure and pain, and it's more of a anyway. We won't get into that, but uh, his weird BDSM fantasies. But uh, as far as uh, as I far think as it was like his later on, to write something like Lovecraftian, right? It's supposed to be just mm-hmm. like aloof crazy scary hell stuff yeah that's kind of how i took it it's not it's supposed to be way open for interpretation and people like whatever horrible thing you could imagine that's what what could be there but then they were like no we can make mattel toys out of this this pin head so let's let's make a whole set of them and then then you got the the hell avengers that's what you get basically through the rest of the movies Hmm. but anyway uh so um the uh the resident of course he he's able to escape uh and go back to to Kirsty, but he, of course we have the whole uh issue of what he sees and he sees the the doctor basically sacrifice uh one of his patients to uh the, the bloody mattress and that's where julia comes in and she comes back to life remember she dies on the mattress that's scene creepy that's pretty that's a pretty cool scene 
That is a messed up scene. There's a lot of gore. There's a lot that happens there. He gets reanimated. And, um, I think at some point there, I think it's after he goes back, that's whenever, I, I could be misplacing this for, for timing, but I think that's whenever Kirsty explains to the resident exactly what had happened. Like, and now he finally listens. Like, he gets the details, and it goes through what happened to Frank and what happened to her dad and 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 everything. I guess this goes back to your question that you were asking then. Um, yeah, Frank is a bastard. I think I think it's really yeah. what it comes down to. Frank's a fucked up individual. I mean, throughout the whole two movies, he's constantly trying to fuck his niece. Like he's he's messed up. Dude, it, like, <laughs> he's fucking like, come to daddy, come to daddy. <laughs> I like, dude, you he did it well. I was like, I, I even me, I was like, that's kind of no. Uh, let's fast forward a little bit. I don't want to hear that anymore. Yeah. Oh, no, he, <laughs> He, he was supposed to be really sleazy. I don't necessarily think that he wanted to go to hell. I think it was more so, uh, again, there's some type of like curiosity everyone ends up having when they come near these objects that end up being gates or portals to hell. Like that's that's kind of the point. Is mm. Even an innocent person might be curious of what it is, and up's oh, too late. You touched it. I mean, I have to admit, you put a puzzle in my hand. I'm just gonna fuck around with it. I'm gonna try to solve it. Yeah. Like if someone has a Rubik's cube sitting on a coffee table and I'm killing time, I'm gonna pick it up and, and spin the sides. I think yeah, that's Frank's fucked up personality though is like kind of also like what attracts him to it. Yes, because it's kind of like uh, this happens in the third movie too. There's there's a character that he obtains the cube. It's part of like some piece of art or whatever uh from like an art museum or something and he's like he's basically a sleazy bad guy too uh yeah so like kind of frank and the doctor and that guy they're all just like yeah when pinhead reveals himself he's like ah oh, you want to you want pleasure and pain do you want power instead of being like creep the fuck out that his statue came to life he's like you know enthralled by this this offer he's like yes it sounds awesome <laughs> go on yeah yeah but the, the thing with frank it's not like he just got a puzzle and he's like yeah i'm just gonna go finish it on like the side of my bed he had like a seance thing going on he had candles and shit all satanic fucking stuff going on like he had... he's into fucking weird shit so yeah yeah. He's just drawn to that kind of stuff. That's just he, the way I took it. Yeah, I kind of took it like he—he's the guy that would totally set up the the Ouija board to try to like talk to a spirit, but he's—he's he's also the guy that would like diddle kids. Okay, and try to talk he to both, he talked say, to Black Philip. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a continuity error, kind of, because in the first movie he turns into uh, Kirsty's father, uh, which made sense to me a little bit um but then like in the second one she ends up being julia again like all that blood that like grows her body back together it turned her into julia why i think it's because she got more bodies i yeah. think he, he was in the process of getting reanimated and they were just like because she only was bringing home like one guy at a time but in the case of Julia, he just like emptied out the asylum and just brought her everything she needed or something. Oh yeah, yeah. it's like a room, and she was like just taking pieces to kind of put it back together. Where what they ended up deciding uh, for Frank in the first film was, no, we're just going to take all of his skin. And she just straight up took 
his skin, skin which that still doesn't like totally make sense because like wouldn't based on facial structure it should still look different but whatever i thought not... like oh it must be a weird demon satan thing he can like put on the skin and it makes sense but then in this movie they do it again but it's not a weird demon person it's it's kirstie who does it and it still works so i i think in the hellraiser universe you could just wear people's skin and it works i don't, I don't know yeah it's, it's, just, can... it's devil magic and i it guess can... And it could be real comedic, like when you're holding on to an arm, it just slips off. <laughs> Hit him with that expecto patronum. That's that Harry Potter devil worship and stuff. <laughs> Goddamn devil around here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why'd you go goofy? <laughs> I'll do it again. Harsh. <laughs> <laughs> do it again. <laughs> I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So, um... So anyway, she, so Julia has come back. She uh, gets uh, the doctor to wrap her in bandages. She's got a, like an invisible man, like dark man type of thing going on there now. Big the boss from Metal Gear on. Solid Five. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, and then apparently now he's like, oh, there are bandages on all that flayed skin. Now you're now you're sexy, and she seduces him, and uh, God damn they it. end up getting more people to. Uh, yeah, it's a little unsettling, right? The fucking the, the fucking fingering part. I was like, "Come on, really? Do you gotta do that? <laughs> like, that's weird." <laughs> that was the point yeah. to unsettle you. Uh, make, make, yeah, make everything is weird. Yeah, it was, it was there. It was it was there. To, like, if you had a, an in between, it was just there to, to make it completely flaccid, or or the other way, I guess. If you if you really are into it, it was just it was lying in the sand. But uh, anyway. Uh, they get a bunch of people uh, from the asylum. She's able to get her skin back and yada, yada. Uh, meanwhile, that's whenever they, the resident and uh, Kirstie show up and the resident's like, yeah, I'll just break off and go upstairs and, and look around. And and then he sees her. He finds like the bodies in the room and he goes through all the nonsense of like trying to talk to, to Julia about what happened here. And she's trying to convince him everything's okay. And, it's clearly one of those things like you two should not have separated because if you would have stayed together, she it would have been apparent very quickly that this person was not to be trusted. But no. And then she tried to seduce him and then she like did the whole thing where she sticks her hand in the back of his head. I, that that's an unnerving thing. I don't know how, how you guys feel about that, but that's like ugh. Every, so every time every time that happened, that. I thought she was like doing like a puppet or something. <laughs> Put my hand in your head. Make you a hand puppet. Uh. Yeah. Well, anywho, he he dies. Uh, so uh, and I think at that point, yeah, she gives. Uh, that's whenever Kirsty finds her. She gives that that crazy backhand slap. <laughs> the to, bitch slap. Oh yeah, it's a pretty good slap. Uh, knocks Kirsty out, but then the doctor interrupts because he brought Tiffany there because Tiffany is the key. Tiffany's been playing with that wooden puzzle. Turns out she's actually been trying to fix that puzzle, waiting for a box that she could use to open and, and unlock hell. He's been like, like her her mother brought her there and was like, please help my daughter. These puzzles are consuming her life. So he gets her mother out of the way and then turns her into the first instance of weaponized autism, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because he just like feeds her puzzles morning, noon, and night. And he's like, oh, no one knows who she is. Whatever. Might as well give her some cube puzzles. 
finally comes in handy. He opens the door to hell. I think he was playing in that. I think yeah. uh, he already had all that bullshit in his office, and he's like, oh, these weird puzzle boxes. And the woman comes and is like, oh, my daughter's pretty good at puzzles, but also she's a mute. Please yeah. help her. And he was like, oh, okay, I can do something with this. And then he's like, I'm just going to use this girl to become the ultimate puzzle master. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to I'm, I'm get her to power level puzzle solving, and then I'm going to set her loose he's my that's game what's genie. confusing though i and i guess it's it doesn't need to be explained it kind of just be what it is but like the timeline of some of that stuff was weird because like she clearly sees something happen to her mom and then she yells out and then she can talk all of a sudden so i'm kind of confused about a little bit of that but whatever i it special girl she is able to unlock the gate to hell whatever is she in the third he, one it. no i didn't think so yeah. So the only the only character that comes back in those later movies is Kirsty at some point. Yeah, third oh, one at some point. Separate. Is she even in the third one at all? No. Oh, really? Okay, that's yeah. interesting. It's like a whole other cast other than Peanhead and his friends. <laughs> Pete. Yeah, the Cin- the Cinnabons. <laughs> <laughs> the Cinnabons. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so now they're in hell. Uh, well. The, the portal like mixes and it does that weird thing where it's like well they're still in the room they're in but then every room they go into can become something weird it's like that weird labyrinth thing and you know uh they kind of traverse through um that looked I'm cool. trying to remember. yeah i like the weird maze labyrinth hell of of, of hellraiser <laughs> i like it a lot this this movie came out two years after labyrinth and it really seems like they were like what if labyrinth but hell Mm. yeah yeah and that's not a bad thing i know there are a couple times there where the cenobites uh confront the girls but they manage to get away through different types of shenanigans each time and then they're trying to run away uh the uh the box gets turned into uh like a prism or whatever it's like that little spike which is actually supposed to represent the same piece that the wherever the leviathan or whatever is and and then they uh, they get away. They're trying to to get out. But they can't find a way out. They keep running into weird stuff. And she's like, well, "I gotta go find my dad." And she finally finds something that looks like it might be where her dad is because it's her house. And it turns out it's some weird temple where Frank's waiting for her because he's gonna he's gonna rape her and make her stay there in his weird sex oven for the, the rest whole of her life. So fucking weird. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is my personal hell. These these ladies come out and they're like, oh, look how sexy we are, but I can never touch them. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna like chain you to the wall and torture you for eternity. They just make you bored. Like, it bothers him more that he can't run. I guess it's just lame. <laughs> yeah, they they do that weird like because uh, you're in hell like happens all the time and shit and like they like go to that like hot tub area and like fast forward sex and like it's all the cameras all fucked up i was like i guess that's cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely a little little odd but anyway she she finds a way to she acts like she's actually gonna like give in and then she's like i'd rather burn it all down or whatever and then she like sets things on fire and he's like no and then you know everything's on fire except uh <laughs> that is true uh yeah there uh are uh there's a, like a ton of fire all around 
and he's burning, but she's untouched by the fire, even though everything else is on fire. I know that was a little odd, but yeah, whatever. I I gotta I gotta admit this like some of the story like the first uh, movie like I understood because of like oh Frank Bad like he's you know being chased by these Cinnabons. Uh, and you know, he's part of hell. His, his body got ripped apart and then like the father, his blood fills onto the floor and that's how he comes back. And I was like, that's interesting. Uh, and then we get the side of like pinhead and stuff, but this fucking movie Hellraiser two, I'm like, okay, I, I truly don't care about Kirsty at all. Um, I was more intrigued in the labyrinth than anything, but even when I try to like think about the labyrinth, I'm, I'm like, all right, what is that like Destiny Two fucking thing that's floating in the sky? <laughs> like, is that a Leviathan? Yeah, yeah. And it like casts a, a a black light, and it makes you remember bad things. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <really> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. Is like the, it, that's whenever it reveals that the doctor's actually been a psycho the whole time. Like mm-hmm. he was like murdering things and like, just for the sake of it. He was Which, Dr. Kevorkian I mean, the whole time. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that big a twist. And the, <laughs> the the bigger twist was like, he was just like, oh, well, now it's out here. I guess I have unlimited power. And he turns into that that, that weird fucking bug thing. Seriously, I, I, it's, like, it's like a boss from like Resident Evil Dead Aim. Like one of the bad ones or something. No, it's, <laughs> it's like a Half-Life I'm 2. I'm proud of you for making that joke. <laughs> it's like a Half-Life 2 enemy. Kinda. Yeah. 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 I just, it's lame. It, the whole thing's lame. And then it, he, like, kills the other Cinnabons. And I was like, mm, I don't like this. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it, it was a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess with that, there's a the confrontation. So, you know, of course, Kirsty and Tiffany are trying to get away again. And they're cornered by the Cinnabites. She decides, oh, I have the trump card. I'm going to pull out this picture of you. I hate it. I hate it. Show you humanity. And it's like, that's fucking stupid. And he's supposed to be like, I used to be a British soldier. Oh, I'm a good guy now. (laughs) Yeah, I I have humanity. And meanwhile, the one's like, obviously, they don't really care. Yeah, was was one of them was, I don't know if it was Butterball or Chatterer. Was one of them a child? Yeah, the the Chatterer was a child. The nemesis guy? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Chatterer, whenever he killed him, he like got caught on some like a like a wooden thing and, and was like spinning around. And whenever it unveiled what human form it took, it was a child. It's kind of messed up. But uh, how, how did that turn into Chatterer? That's all. I uh, Hell power. Cold. Kid wouldn't shut up. That's what happened. Leviathan was like, "You never shut the fuck up." It's <laughs> six year Where are we there? What yet? is are this? I want to go. Wait, I, I want McDonald's. <laughs> You're in hell forever. Hell, hell Why? Boring. I want to go home and watch SpongeBob. Yeah. Why am I here? <laughs> Why? Because I said so. But Why? 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 I have to pee. <laughs> Fuck it. No eyes. Just all teeth. <laughs> you can't talk. Oh, it's all teeth. <laughs> have you guys ever seen the actor who plays Chatterer in real life? No. He's like seven feet tall. It's, it, it's like skinny. He's really creepy. What the fuck? <laughs> I like him. Though. He looks cool. He's cool. I just, interesting. I just never took the Cenobite seriously. Uh, like in the first movie, it was like fucking. I was like, oh, this is a fucking badass. But like when we get to the second movie, I'm like, oh, he, he's all human now. They're like all that cringy talk about being. You were human once. Save us humans, humanity. And then like they started like fighting. Like I, I think they could have like ca- uh, capitalized on that with a badass fight between Pinhead and uh, I don't know what the other guy is. 
He looked like yeah, a... I, don't, I don't remember what they called him. A yeah. Weird viscera. Doctor guy. But he yeah, shot, he's... But he shot laser beams and like his pinheads were gone. His pins, he turned human. Which he he did look kind of badass like as a human with that trench coat. I was like, that's pretty cool. That's why in Hellraiser 3, Peanhead has to make new Cinnabone friends. Because yeah, the other ones got destroyed. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? They yeah. don't bring back Butterball, Chatterer, and female Cinnabite? I mean, you know, she doesn't need a nickname. A female Cinnabite, it's female. It's already scary. So it's just, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, in hell, there's a lot of real estate to open up another mall with a Cinnabon. So you get. True. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> anywho, he, yeah. he decides he, he goes into business for himself. He's like, nah, I'm taking over now. I'm gonna become God's right hand. So he kills all the Cenobites, which is dumb. Uh that allows the girls to try to get away. I'm trying to recall if this is at the point I think Julia tries to stop them and they're about to get away, but then they they like are maybe trying to save her from getting sucked into something too, but then they they get her near and then Kirstie's like, no, don't help her. And they like push her away and they rip her skin off. That part was fucking great. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty funny. That's uh, a really cool effects too. I wanted to bring up. They're standing there and they're like, which way do we go? And then that wall blows open and suddenly there's like a, a bright light and a loud wind. I don't know why. I was just really struck by that effect. I thought it looked really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it did. It looked, it looked the effects really cool. are good in this movie for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, especially for the time. Like I, I, that's what's actually pretty cool about it. It's not. I mean, again, for what it is, like I'm not gonna say it ages super well, but it kind of does because the effects, the effects look good. There's still a lot of uh, grotesqueness, uh, and I, I guess so. There's not uh, a ton of like CGI that just ends up looking like cringy. Yeah, there's like, that's what helps when they transform the puzzle. That's CGI, but it's the only time I caught it. Mm-hmm. This is that time when, because uh, it's, it's like late 80s, mid to late 80s, the horror movie special effects were like peak. They never mm-hmm. really get as good a- after that. They they kind of go back downhill for like 20 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, because they, they go to, like, oh, it's cheaper and it's easier to do CGI, but it just looks bad. It just mm-hmm. gets... Robert gets Eggers really hadn't bad. graduated from film school yet so <laughs> that's what it was uh so let's see they i'm trying to recall how they end up back at the well, they leave they, they, they leave and then it's like we have to go back yeah that's what it is that yeah which which is dumb it's like oh but we have to go back because they realize she they're re- actually trapped oh yeah because they find all the, the fucking puzzle. people but she remembers the puzzles there, and all the people when they get back are like chained up and like hurting themselves and shit, all right? Because all the patients are they got all the chains and shit on them. Like, in uh, actually, doesn't the doctor come back at that point too? Yeah, he chases them out. Yeah. yeah, he's chasing. Yeah, he's chasing them too. So uh, they end up back effectively to the center of the the puzzle or the labyrinth or whatever, and uh, it looks like they're gonna meet their end and. Uh, they this is what's super weird it's like very easy that he can just get what he wants but then julia shows up out of nowhere and it does he want yeah who knows but his temptation his temptation for 
for her, like, distracts him for a second, and then they're like, oh, I'll just fix this puzzle real quick because you made me into the, 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 the puzzle Nazi. So I can fix this, and I'm going to blow it all up. And then... It didn't make sense either, because she's, like, dangling from a cliff, and he's, like, maybe about to kill her. It's Like, he used these mm-hmm. freaking worm missiles to murder Hell's denizens a few scenes ago, and now he's having trouble dispatching a little girl who's dangling from a cliffside. Stupid. Yeah, it doesn't make, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It, but plot armor is real. Her. Yeah. Well, again, his own... His own uh, what's the word hubris i guess yeah this is downfall yeah so so anyway he he ends up getting the the goop he dies and they they end up closing everything back up and they walk away into the sunset until people come to clean shit up and they go to that house and those movers are there and someone sees that great callback mattress what's up great callback by the way like i marked out when i saw the movers i was like hey Hey, it's the guy from the first movie. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, yeah, it was. It, it was. It's like, oh, that's awesome. And then, I didn't remember and then that. Just, yeah, yeah, they're they're in the first movie when they move. Uh, but uh, yeah, he sees the bloody mattress. And if there's anything we've learned, although the people in the movie haven't learned this, don't touch the bloody mattress. Look, if I'm a mover, they'd better be paying me a fuckload if I'm moving bloody mattresses. Like. I'd have been like, nope, I'm not. We're not doing anything in this room. I can tell you that right now. Like, n- no way. Yeah, listen, there are too far too many scary movies that have happened now. Like, if in this reboot that's coming up, if anything involves a bloody mattress and someone's got to move it or touch it, the the person that's about to move it better be in like the sassiest way possible. Like, I watch enough of this shit. There's no way I'm touching that goddamn mattress. No. Like, it, this doesn't happen. So, anyway, he, he gets sucked into it, and it, it looks like only the upper half gets sucked in. And then his friend finds him, and he's like, fuck that. And then he sees that big pillar come out, and you find that all the Cenobites are just stuck in that pillar. Then the hell obelisk that's, that's ascends. The, that's the thing that they the guy buys in Hellraiser 3, the hell obelisk. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, that's cool, actually. <laughs> and when, I, when I was talking about how I was like, oh, he's got to make new Cinnabon friends, I have to tell you guys this. Have you guys seen Hellraiser 3 or not? I have. No. I have. I have, yeah. He turns, there's a guy who's a DJ in the club that the scummy guy owns. He gets killed by Peanhead, and he turns him into a Cinnabon, and his the way he murders people is he throws CDs at people. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. He's like, a, he's like a weird hell gambit. But with the, <laughs> he's a kid, but he's killing people with CD-ROMs. <laughs> Which is great. Just like the DJ from Club Dread. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, I, I, this, this movie is—it's all over the place. Yeah, I, I, I went in and out in this movie because I, I just didn't care for the plot at all. Uh, when it came to the doctor, it just seemed like a dude that was just obsessed with like—it's like someone buying like Jeffrey Dahmer's refrigerator. Like, oh, I need that in my fucking collection. Oh uh, man, I need his his sulfuric acid barrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just like, all right. So automatically, I knew he was a bad guy, and especially when Julia came out and he started like fingering her. I'm like, oh, they're gonna be like a duo, I guess. Whatever. Uh, and then like, curse oh, people finger each other. They're gonna be a duo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like, Kirsty, like I just don't care for her. I thought she was annoying in the first movie. Uh, like the, the the dialogue in the first movie is funny. 
Uh, especially with the movers, by the way, the callback for the movers, because they're the ones like, is that your daughter? Because like they had like some Italian uh, New York accent. He's like, yeah, that's my daughter. And then like the wife also yeah. was also being... Uh, I, I think what they should have done with the doctor is they should have made it a tie-in from the first movie. Like when she was like bringing people from the bar, like he got rejected in some way, but he was still fascinated by her. I think that would have been a great callback of like how obsessed he was that he found out that like there was is a murder house. Like, oh, I need to get all that stuff because doctors seem just out of nowhere. Like, I guess it, I guess it's the same way as Frankie he was just an asshole and you know he 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 wanted power in some way, hell power. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I it, I like the first Hellraiser compared to Hellraiser two. Um. I'm giving this a light recommendation. I I don't think I could fully give it a recommendation, but if you're like you're if you're watching the series, I it's, it's going to be fun to see the movie go like this and then straight downhill at some point. <laughs> what about you guys? Uh I I I'm going next. Um yeah, the plot has a lot of issues. I had a hard time understanding every character's motivation to do anything except for stay alive, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but for the most part, I enjoyed the movie throughout. Like, it's just the spectacle. Like, everything's so outrageously stupid and, like, over the top and hellish. It's like, oh, this is, this is a good time. I'm going to have a fun time. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I recommend it. The movie's fun. I liked it fine. All right. Who's next? Margaritaville? I'll go next. Uh, I like this movie. Uh, I don't like it as much as the first one, uh, but it's not like there's a huge gulf there or anything. Because, uh, yeah, the, the plot's not as good, but it's kind of like what Andy was saying. There's, like, the whole spectacle of this this setting, which is, like, the, they just basically... It's like, we got to make a sequel. It's like, well, what do we do? I don't know. Let's expand on the hell in Hellraiser 2. Let's go to hell this time. Yeah, Hellraiser 2 go to hell. <laughs> and uh like all the special effects are cool. There's cool kills, there's gore, there's fucked up scenes and shit to make you go whoa. And you know it's just fun ride. It's kind of like the to me it's reminiscent of like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies a little bit. Would you say this is body horror? Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I'm. I. I could. Some movies I could bear it. Uh. I. I could bear the Hellraiser movies, but like other body horror, I. It, it doesn't attract me. Like Saw. The only thing I liked about the Saw series is that it, it's gonna sound funny. The story. I thought it was interesting on how they connected everything in. Uh. On that. Uh. But that. That's another time. Maybe we'll do Saw. Well, but I hope eventually, because I, I, I will defend the Saw series in some points, because uh, for that very reason, they're, I think I think they're underrated for as bad as they are. I won't I won't defend everything about them, but there there's some there are some uh, diamonds in the rough among the the series. What what bothers you more, fingernails and toenails coming off, or Hellraiser shit? Fingernails. Fingernails. <laughs> so we've established we've established a base here, a baseline. Yeah. I, I think everyone everyone's gonna have a different thing that makes them cringe. I, I think like for Saw too, the difference is, is like one, uh, that's a much more realistic and gritty. Like that's something that could happen technically. Someone could could actually start kidnapping people and putting them in gruesome traps where they have to like dismember their body to try to save themselves. Like 
So that that that's a whole different thing versus just watching someone like, oh, this is a flayed body walking around and it's trying to like reanimate and hell demons are coming and craziness. Like, I don't know, it, it's just different aesthetic. But uh, the reason I picked the or before quick, Zach, did you recommend? Oh yeah, I recommend this movie. Okay. Yeah. So the whole reason I picked this movie was because uh, this movie in general, I, I remember this movie giving me so many nightmares as a kid, but also uh, this is actually, in terms of horror cinema, this is like regarded as one of like the strongest or like most brutal sequels to ever be made in, in horror. I know that's a really weird thing to say, but like there, there's a lot of different critics or different reports or whatever out there about how and i think a lot of it is not because the movie itself was like super strong like again we talked about it. the plot is, it got a lot of gaps but i think it's because of the spectacle just what andy mm-hmm. said like the this movie goes so far uh with the same tropes and stuff that the first hellraiser came with like if you think in the time like yeah other movies were doing some type of things with horror and stuff but some movies aren't as graphic as this this movie is pretty fucking graphic mm-hmm. um especially the, the first one too i mean the first one is the difference is the first one is that like again there's a there's an actual cohesive story behind it like there's a message behind the story that's there it, it makes sense this is more of a we're gonna milk this a little more and try to tease out maybe some more backstory to what these cenobites are i do think that that does lose its luster a little because the whole thing of that is uh, that mysticism of just these random demons showing up and not knowing what they are is, is cooler than explaining it a little more and then saying you're a human once that does take some wind out of it. But I overall, I, I think it's fine. I, I like it. I, I'd recommend it if you're avid uh, film watcher, especially uh, specific to horror films. So, yeah, I had a nightmare about the spinning pillar. It ended up in like, it, like I had a dream, like I was, I don't know, uh, going to the store and I'd be like in Walmart and I'd be like, hey, where's the bathroom? And they would point and there's the fucking spinning uh, pillar. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, and then I would go to like my favorite restaurant and like, uh, you know, order uh, eggplant parmesan. Uh, and then like I would look down at my plate and then there's like flesh on it. And then the spinning, my, the whole fucking table started spinning. <laughs> <laughs> so like... <laughs> So yeah, stuff. You had a weird ass nightmare. There you go. Then you get writing. I expect to see that on your freaking author too, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna go to a flea market and find that fucking pillar somewhere for sale. Dude, I'd fucking shit my pants if that ever happened in real life. Oh my god. Um I forgot what I was gonna say, but anyway, uh we we all recommended I did a light recommendation. Uh but let's 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 get into some funny, huh? Club Dread. Uh, yeah. Club Dread. I I uh, have I, I have to admit, I I don't watch a lot of comedy. Uh, and when um when I started watching this, and not because I saw boobs, I was like, oh, this is great. Uh, but that was a plus. I will say that. Uh, in the beginning, I'm like, oh, they're doing like late 90s early 2000 american pie horny all the fucking time shit and i was like this is kind of getting a little lame and then it just got funny <laughs> like when bill paxton started started showing up uh bill paxton steals the show bill paxton's the best part of ever scene that bill paxton is in just yeah. like all the time yeah yeah we'll go ahead and get that pressing out of here now bill, bill paxton is the best part of this movie hands down 
everything he's in is the best part. Like we all we all agree. Um, <laughs> God, <laughs> the scene. One of my favorite scenes. Uh, I just love going back to it. Is whenever uh, the the play Margaritaville. I mean, obviously, it's. Uh, <laughs> that, that was like one of the few times I, I laughed out loud watching this. <laughs> It's like she's like, why yeah. Margaritaville? I'm like, <laughs> like right on the nose. They're just gonna go ahead and address it. I guess <laughs> I didn't laugh out loud at play Margaritaville, but I did laugh out loud at. I believe you're talking about Peter Kalatterberg. That yeah, got that me. Was, <laughs> really, really. I laughed at the whole sequence. Really, it was just yeah. I know. Yeah. I was I was referring to the whole sequence, like the entire sequence of him flipping out. He's like, stupid fucking uh-huh. bastard. I wrote Peter Kalatterberg seven goddamn years for him or some shit like that. He's like, that's cool off, buddy. Fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, that whole that whole part's great. Uh, to the point that I, I went camping a few times with some friends in college. Anytime we were around the campfire uh, and, and sitting there, that was a jo- just a joke that someone would make every time. We'd all laugh because we'd watch the movie. It was like someone would yell, play Margarita. We're not even, we didn't have a guitar. Someone would say, play Margarita, Phil, and someone would get all mad about Pina Colada Berg. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I, I can't wait until I get a caller that is named Penelope because I am going to be calling her <laughs> Penelope. <laughs> I love Penelope. <laughs> how, did you, how did you first come across this movie? What, what's the origin story for this one? Oh, this is great. I randomly was watching uh, TV like in the middle of the night, and I think it was on Cinemax or something. Like it was on a random channel. Like uh, I remember I was at my my parents. I think I, I can't remember if I was in. I know I graduated high school, but I don't know if I. I don't remember exactly if I was. It was either the summer before I went to college or, or between then. I was at home, though, and I was pretty late. And I I'd been drinking and like I I turned something on and this movie came up and now to be fair I didn't get to catch the first bit of it I like I, I kind of came in midway I think I actually came in whenever they were running around in the like the Pac Man thing the the maze what a bizarre uh, game <laughs> kind of funny though right like they're playing yeah. Pac Man that's like, kind of neat I was thinking I was like you know peeling that onion like I was like wait. Can- you know, that would be kind of fucking fun to do. No, I yeah, I would do it. Like, if I was at a resort and they're like, oh, it's like human Pac-Man, but you got to drink a, a cocktail in order to get the power pellets. I'd be like, yeah, I'm down. I'll try this. Yeah, it would be fun. But yeah, I, I think I, if I recall, I watched it there. And it was just one of those things. You ever turn something on randomly? Like, you're just literally channel surfing. You're just like flipping through. And then you see something and you watch it for more than a couple minutes and then you're just stuck watching it. Like you just can't turn it off. Yeah. That's, that's what funny. happened. I watched this and I was like, this is fucking hilarious. That's how I watched Catwoman. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's a story for, for another time. <laughs> different reason, but yeah, okay. Uh, so then eventually I, I found another time where I could find out what the movie was and I watched the whole thing. And, and then I found out, uh, like it for whatever reason, it, I guess it was late or I was drunk enough. I didn't realize the first time watching that this was the uh, this was Broken Lizard. So I, it didn't even occur to me watching it. I recognized people in the movie. So when I watched it sober, I realized, oh, this, this guy's made Beer Fest and, and Super Troopers. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was it was really funny. But uh, I wasn't I wasn't aware of that whole Broken Lizard thing until I watched this movie. Yeah, there was like a four-year period where everyone was like, oh, they're the new National Lampoon. And then after Beer Fest, like, eh. He just kind of died. Well, what's sad, too, is like every... Basically what happened with it was 
everybody wanted them to make the Super Troopers sequel, and they wanted to move on and do other things. And, <laughs> and then they then, waited 15 years to do it. Yeah, beer beer fest was good, but there was supposed to be a, a pot fest. There was supposed to be a sequel to beer fest, and then that never happened. And then um, they made a movie called The Slam and Salmon, which underrated movie it, it's got its moments it's pretty funny but it's definitely not up to snuff in terms of their other films but mm. it, it's still worth a watch but um seen that one that movie that movie bombed it did not do well and that i think that put them in a, a rough spot where they just really couldn't do much else and 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 then they finally delivered on super troopers but even then they haven't done anything since then and super mm. troopers 2 was a couple years ago this this so. movie didn't do good either i, I checked it's budget mm-hmm. versus it's gross and it, it didn't even match oh it's, it, oh yeah yeah no it bombed it it wasn't doing anything special i mean uh, we had what a bunch oh. of scary movie uh uh parodies that came out before this so like oh yeah this uh, it was still funny like uh it still has that uh, like i said before american pie type of humor where everybody's fucking horny like one of my uh, bucket lists now because of this movie is dress up like a pretzel and bang some woman in a wet watermelon costume. So <laughs> yeah, that's on my bucket list. Uh, that, that reminds me of that since you talk about that human Pac-Man thing and you brought up that scene, the scene where the spooky guy, there, there's a fucking killer guy. That's, that's part of the plot is on the Island. Oh, everybody... Machete man or whatever. Yeah. Now, now, that part where he kills the guy in the Pac-Man maze, who's, like, dressed as the pear. By the way, he was eating a pear. I don't know yeah. why. I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. When I every chuckled time, he's on that, too. Yeah, <laughs> he looked okay. fucked. On a break. And he, well, that's the funny part, too. That's kind of why he kills him, because he's littered. <laughs> he killed him for littering. <laughs> it, it makes sense when the, you get the reveal. It does. Like, it, uh, yeah, he, he, that's actually the funniest part of it. When he slashes the pear guy, though, he, he slashes him across his pear stomach. Which is full of guts. Yeah, that confused me. I'm like, wait, that guy's clearly not that fat. I, How- I, I was confused as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just that stuck in my brain. I was like, that that's not... I don't understand how that worked. <laughs> yeah, that it, it looks very weird. It's like, he must have like the largest beer gut ever. It's the only way it makes sense, right? Why didn't he just cut his head off? They did a he sliced somebody's head off in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I guess it was supposed to be funny, maybe. Yeah. It's supposed to make you think like, wait. And they thought it would be funnier than it is, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, uh so I mean where to start? I, I mean this one I won't like push nah. play by play. I feel like you don't have to. Hellraiser is kind of weird and hard to follow, but uh but yeah, yeah, we got this killer. Okay. Yeah, we get we get hit up like the the highlights and stuff. I mean, it's the plot is just plain and simple. There's a killer on an island. Uh, Scooby Doo scream shit. All the, own, all the own. all the boats are fucking sunken and shit. Like the propeller, uh, the the motor is uh not working. Uh, and now they're all like blaming each other. Like the masseuse guy, what was his name? Uh, Lars. Um, they yeah. thought he was the killer at some point. Uh, then they thought <laughs> being a lope was the killer because she was like a weird girl and like uh, that's who I thought it was gonna be. Like she, mm-hmm. it's the first scene she's in. I was like, she's the killer. She's got to be the killer. But no, I was wrong. I thought Jenny was yeah. gonna be the killer because like the focus was was a lot. Like oh, she's this hot chick, 
Um, and well, they they uh, they definitely give you her for, as a red herring because they're like, oh, it's funny you became famous because those two people that were like a star they they just suddenly died of rat poisoning. That's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, she ate rat poison again. I don't know. Um, that, that's the thing is this movie is supposed to be a parody of those types of films and, and supposed to have some of that like dry humor, but also just like the more like topical raunchy humor. Uh, I, and I think someone said earlier the timing of this, like when they made this film was just bad. Like, I, I don't know exact dates. I, I'd have to look them up, but you're talking like, this is the peak of when scary movie was really big. Like scary movie three had either just come out or was about to it already did. Cause this came out in 04. Yeah, scary, scary Movie 3 was what, like, 03, 04, uh, and that was, like, the peak of those, that series of films, um, and then you have, um, uh, what's it, uh, shit, now I can't remember the name of it, uh, Shaun of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead's around the same time, if I recall, I don't know if it was before or after, but, like, that also shows, that, that shows that, uh, like, the genre itself also moved on, too. Like the scary movie films picked up because Scream, like they they kind of took on. And I know what you did last summer, and then Shaun of the Dead was a parody because that was whenever um, uh, Dawn of the Dead became a thing again. Like they did the remake and all that stuff. So like zombies were a big thing, right? Resident Evil that, that was one of the movies. So I think that this just missed the boat, pun intended uh because of the just the timing it's just in a bad time plus again this wasn't like a high like budget movie this was just a low budget film that they they were making um i can't remember this is after super troopers correct or just before yeah i just thought after it's what i thought it's like yeah super troopers came out they had some success with that this film was made, it bombed, and then a couple of years after this is when Beer Fest came out. Which Beer Fest, I think, was a like I don't know how it did commercially, but um, I thought it did okay, but I wouldn't swear to it. Uh, which yeah. which one's your favorite among the films? Yeah, their films. I it's weird. I a lot of people stick to Super Troopers, and I like Super Troopers. I think Beer Fest is actually my favorite of their movies. Oh, yeah, maybe it's because yeah, everyone watched... thinks Super Troopers is the best thing ever. It's pretty good. I think Beer Fest is genuinely very funny. I like. I do too. I think the the humor in it's a lot better because it doesn't just strictly stick to just like the simple, the simplistic humor. I, like there's a lot of really dry humor, a lot of references and stuff. Like the lot of the a lot of the stuff where they're making fun of Germany is just really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I agree. I I think Beer Fest is my favorite, and I've definitely watched that movie more times. I've watched that movie a hundred times. <laughs> um let's see uh what about the part when juan comes in and says you and hank are dead what the fuck did we do <laughs> <laughs> no you and hank is you? <laughs> <laughs> they do that a lot with her name there there's a couple other times hey you <laughs> or whenever the guy thinks he's about to get killed he goes oh it's you <laughs> and she's like you need to clean this <laughs> Like you and Frank are dead. Are are you threatening me? <laughs> I I I have to admit, Juan is my favorite character throughout this whole fucking movie because at the at, at first he was getting on my nerves, but then like over time his shtick kind of warmed up. Same. You know, like at first it's like this character sucks, but at the end it's like ah, I like this guy a lot. Yeah, especially when he's like gets stabbed and stuff. He's like, "It's one thing I want you to do," and she's like, t- starts to lean for a kiss. They're like, "No, I want you to kiss Jenny." 
<laughs> yeah. He says, "Before I go, just one kiss." And she leads. No, no, maybe the the two of you kiss. Yeah. <laughs> then he dies. Yeah, and he dies. So, as far as the the, the plot too, so, something important, I guess, for for listeners, it, if you haven't watched the movie, um, which thinks for you, we'll spoil some stuff. But uh, the whole thing about the island, the theme is that this is an island by uh, I can't remember what the island specifically called. Um, Paradise Island. Paradise, Paradise Island. Island. Thank you. Saying, by the it's way, like, it's not Pina Colada Berg. <laughs> By the way, is it an intentional reference that it's an island off the coast of Costa Rica? Yes. Because as like is Jurassic Park. I, I don't know like if it's a coincidence or something, but... Oh, I mean, in that reference, I don't know. I, I think that... I thought what it was more of a joke of... I, I, I thought it was just very topical where we're, we're an island off the coast of Costa Rica. <laughs> like, they're just trying oh. to like make like the wordplay be stupid. I misspoke. It's Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island. That makes more yeah. sense. I said Paradise Island because I was thinking about like fucking Themyscira and fuck. I was thinking about like other things, and it's it's just natural where my great my brain gravitated. I just I'm sure it's it's nonsense, but like Isla Nublar, whatever the fuck Jurassic mm-hmm. Park. It's also an island off the coast of Costa Rica. Costa Rica. I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I I thought about it con- every time they brought up Costa Rica. I thought about it during the movie. I mean, if if only one of the deaths would have been like, like at the very end, if the killer would have ended up being eaten by dinosaurs, that would have been like the way. But uh, anyway, uh, so Bill Paxson, we already gave him all the blessings and stuff. I mean, he Jimmy Buffett, peace. okay? Uh, yeah, he he is Jimmy Buffett. He he is a Jimmy Buffett knockoff. He looks okay. more like Ted Nugent than Jimmy Buffett, though. <laughs> like that's what that's the thing that was bothering me. Is like he's supposed to be Jimmy Buffett, but he fucking looks like and acts like Ted Nugent. Like. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of looks like the guy from Waco, the 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 Davidian leader, a little bit. Don't ask him to play Margaritaville. Um, but they have this pleasure resort where everybody's there to party and have fun, and just the whole point is everybody goes there and just drinks a whole bunch and has sex with everybody, and that, that's that's the whole thing. Well, these killings just start happening, and they're not really sure what's going on, and the killings are specifically toward the, the people that work there. And there are things that are left to give clues through his songs. And later on, they find out it's for it's all related to a song that he wrote way forever and he forgot. And then at the end of the song, he says something like, ah, at the end of the day, we're all going to die. And that's the whole thing. Uh, when the plot finally comes together, because the the cast, uh, that members that work there are, you know, of course, very paranoid and blaming each other. Um, they finally you know, enough of them have died. They finally get to the point of figuring out who did it. And surprise, it turns out to be Sam, who is the fun police. <laughs> Whoa. And this is what makes this the funniest. They, if they give you a reason why Sam would, uh, would actually do this. The whole thing is, uh, coconut Pete no longer wants the Island. He's bored of it. He wants to go back on the road and tour. So he leaves the Island. He's going to leave the Island to, uh, the DJ, who works there and Sam feels slighted because they've both been there since day one. And the whole thing is that Sam takes his job far too seriously. They put that like at the beginning of the film. So Sam, and by that, I mean, he's supposed to be the fun police, but he's also kind of just like that asshole. It's like, Hey, pick up your litter. or Hey, you, you're, you got to wear this this way or something like he's just very particular about stuff. Well, it turns he's out he's crazy. Police. He's a, he's the fun police. 
but he's supposed to be the fun police to make sure you're having fun. I, weird wordplay. But what I think is so funny about him being the killer anyway is, one, they don't give you any reason to think that it's him until they, you just find out because everyone else actually has some type of motive until it's more clear. Yeah, it's the, not... I don't like, sorry to interrupt, but just as an aside, I don't like when movies do this whole like, oh, we really got you. You didn't see that coming at all. I like, I prefer the, oh, it was in front of me the whole time or, oh, that's right. He did this thing with the thing. And it's just more fun that way. And this movie's just mm-hmm. kind of like, they, they throw you a bunch of Mr. X, which is on the, they're on the right path, mm-hmm. but then they don't, they don't throw you a couple of of indications of the, okay but but hear that's me out fun. that's the point that's the they're that's the point that they're making fun of movies that do that yeah but the i reason, like those movies not the ones that leave it in front of you hold he's they're making fun of the ones that would just surprise you out of nowhere the, the very ones that you're talking about that you don't like yeah but i mean doing the exact thing that you're making fun of that's not entertaining but but they didn't though. Hold on, hold on. So they, I mean, they give a vague reason, but the the reason he initially starts explaining is because, well, so and so, the guy gets killed at the very beginning of the film. He's like, he, so he, he, said, he, he didn't, didn't have drugs. weed, but he had weed, and he had weed, and then he's like, I killed him, and you're like, what? And actually, through the film, every time someone's about to die, they do something just very subtle, but like it's not anything that you would think is offensive. It's not a personal indictment toward him. Like the guy eating the pear drops the pear and then he gets murdered. For... I don't even really see that as littering. Food? I don't, I don't see that. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I thought it was funny because it's it's in a stupid way because he's it's really just this guy's batshit crazy and he's just off his, his rocker and he's just off the type tipping point and he's using every little thing like oh, littering? Nope, you're gonna die. Um, and he kills all these people and goes through it. And then well, it, another th- it. another thing that kind of like I guess it's a small like nod is like he's always leading the charge of blaming other people as the killer. Um, because you look at all the the topics, it's always like it's Lars, Lars, he did it, and like he would always put pressure on that. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. the, that's the only connection I could come up with. By the way, the mm-hmm. o- the octopus thing was fucking funny from the hair. And actually oh, getting yeah. octopus <laughs> from Pan- yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, and my favorite quote from Lars: "Back off, fun pig! You want to fun fucking arrest me? You better get a fun fucking <laughs> warrant." <laughs> That's the fucking best line in the whole goddamn movie. By a country mile, I agree with you. That was the best part. It is pretty funny. Now I I, I enjoyed the the twist only because it pig. it was taking the piss out of itself, but. He called it a fun fucking pig. I was actually rooting. <sighs> I was actually rooting it to be Dirk uh, as the killer because <laughs> he's making fun of the uh, uh, who was the Jamaican guy again? Which one's Dirk? Uh, he's the one that was like always making fun of the British guy accent. Oh fucking chip cheerio and all that stuff. And then he like dies from a TV <laughs> in the pool. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about now. I was yeah. like, who, who is it? Yeah. Yeah. The guy, he scares her, and he's like, oh, no, there's something on my leg. Oh, that's just a big, fat cock. Yeah. <laughs> with the lame-ass fucking lines. Yeah. He's a fucking high schooler or whatever. Yeah, he's like the young-ass kid. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Um, I also appreciated that, and this is another thing, they were just making fun of other movies, that uh, 
Sam, whenever they were trying, find out he's a killer and stuff, they're trying to get away. He just wouldn't fucking die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he would have had to cut his like, ass in half. Supernatural endurance, pretty much. It's like the fact that he got like impaled the way he did and where he got impaled. There's no fucking way he would be up like chasing them around through the jungle an hour after and fighting like that. No Listen, possible way. You can get enough as various horror movies have shown. You can have enough hatred in your heart for your fellow man that it motivates you to murder them and it gives you supernatural abilities. Yeah, hell power. Supernatural strength, hell power. Supernatural endurance. Yeah, I mean, he must sacrifice like eight Cinnabons to stay, stay around. I don't know. He consumed the whole pack of Cinnabons. I don't know, That's man. Taco Bell, and he got the twelfth pack of Cinnabites. Oh God! <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but when I have one full Cinnabon, I'm out for like a week. A that, week? that thing fucking annihilates me. Yeah. They must do something to those Cinnabons. Anyway, in that fucking icing. <laughs> the bean kicked in after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't want to ruin it for the whole movie to people. Like, you gotta. I mean, we ruined the twist, but like, there's other good parts that we could uh, talk about uh, that are funny. Uh, but I have to nominate uh, Jenny as my waifu in this movie because she was hot. We're doing that. We're doing waifus. I mean, I am. You like Andy, Andy? Who's your waifu? What? Hey, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Cinnabon. Andy can't tell me to stop calling them Cinnabons. And go back to sleep during the movie. Yeah. No, you you were right to do that. No, you were. <laughs> Our friend sent us that that uh, that picture, that comic that the guys in the drive through, and he ordered Cinnabites. And, mm-hmm. and he gets he gets the, the cinnabites. He gets the fucking. I said, no, I said cinnabites. I and I don't know for some reason I never once have ever thought about cinnabon or cinnabites. Whenever I've I've heard that, so that was the first time I'd heard that. So now it's just like, well, that's stuck forever. Yep. <laughs> no, I, I I was thinking about it. I mean, we watched the first one last year, and that came up, and then this year. She was saying she fell asleep and then was awake again. And then the the the, the Cinnabites appear on screen and my phone is just shouting at me, Andy Cinnabons! I was like, yeah, I see them, yes. Any <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lost fans here, by the way? Yeah. No. No, I fucking hate that show. It's an overrated piece of shit. And anybody that likes it, it's an overrated, pretentious piece of shit. That's wrong. <laughs> oh, that's well, fuck Jeez. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it, guys. The end of fucking Big Trouble of Podcast. We had to hear. Zach murders Big Trouble Little Podcast. Good job. I- I've actually never watched Lost. Okay, but I'm MC- old. I'm hurt. I'm tired. I work with fucking children. I'm Pretty tired good. of this shit. I've never watched it. <laughs> Was there a reason you asked, though? Yeah, MC Ganey, who plays Hank, the FBI guy, the security guy for uh, Coconut Pete, uh, he was in Lost. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I'm not going to go into details since you guys never watched it. Oh, but... yeah, Michael Weaver, is that his name, Roy? No, MC Ganey is his actor name, uh, and oh, Hank and Hank is uh, his character name in the movie. Oh, maybe he's not listed in the... That part was funny, too, and like he's like, yeah, it's, I've, I've lured you out of hiding, come on. You want to do something? He's fucking slits his throat. He's, yeah. He's oh like yeah, that's to... really funny. 
he's like, oh. I was like, well, that's it. Yeah. yeah, that guy's in a ton of movies. Con Air is what I was thinking. I was like, what else has he been in? That? I remember. Yeah, he was in Con Air. He's one of the oh, convicts. Yeah. I know. It's Con Air. Con Air. <laughs> don't, don't talk shit about Con Air. Listen, if, if we're going to end the podcast in a blaze of glory, let, do you not like Con Air? Because it's the greatest goddamn film that was ever made. I didn't made. say that. You know what, oh, Zach? Okay. You, know what, you, know, you know what, Zach? <laughs> you deserve this. You misunderstand. I, I was like, oh, man, Conair. I remember that. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. But uh, final thoughts. Uh, this movie was funny. I went into it uh, because, listen, I don't watch a lot of comedy, but I ended up like liking it at the end. And no, it wasn't because of the boobies. And no, it wasn't because a pretzel was banging a watermelon. Uh, it was a it was a that fun was watch. It was funny. Those yeah. things hurt though. Those <laughs> things help. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I recommend it. Andy, what about you? I I, I light recommendation. I I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, my only problem is if you want to watch a broken lizard movie, watch Beer Fest. If you want to watch a horror parody, watch Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Damn it, that's it's exactly like... what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's you got scooped. Um it's, it's okay. It's like it, it's perfect. It's like you said, if it came on TV, just watch it. Like it's okay, it's entertaining, it's gonna entertain you for whatever, an hour and forty minutes, however long it is. But I wouldn't like go way out of my way to watch it. It's it's all right. It's mm. pretty good. Zach, what about you? I'm gonna give it a uh, 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 eh. Oh, eh. bar, bar. It's yeah, uh, bar. It, it was okay. It, you know, that's all. I know. I'm like kind of like you, Dubs. I don't watch a lot of comedy. I'm usually very picky about comedy movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is kind of like a lot. Of, I get a lot of those early two thousands. This dude, this is a funny haha movie, and I, I hated that shit for like a long time. And it. It took a while for me to actually laugh at this movie. <laughs> I was like sitting there waiting. I'm like, I wonder when something actually funny is going to happen. It was like, yeah, when the guy got his throat slit and the beat that, that made me laugh. <laughs> I started. Oh, it was before that. It was definitely play Margaritaville. No, that was, bef- that was, uh, was that before that scene? It was before. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Before, yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. That, that made me laugh. And then the throat slitting. Also, yeah, the, the, pretzel, the pretzel bang in the watermelon is before that, too. No, but it was funny. I thought that was after. Yeah. It's before. It's before. Yeah. Okay, that's before, too. I, like, oh, I, I rolled my eyes in the beginning because, like, when he has the two girls in the cave and you're, like, being all sexual, I was like, ah, oh, it's going to be like yeah. this throughout the whole movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, the first yeah. 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, I don't know. No, I was almost like, what the fuck is Chucky making us watch? <laughs> <laughs> the guy takes out the... The, the guy, the guy takes out the, the 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 doobie, the marijuana cigarette. Whoa! He takes it out and he's like, "Why don't you lick my chest while I smoke this this this?" Or something. I was like, "What the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with this movie?" That's, yeah, that's like the first like minute of the movie. Yeah, like immediately, I'm like, I don't know about this, but no, like it's it was okay. Like if you like that kind of stuff you like comedy movies a lot you might find it good i mm-hmm. thought it was just okay okay yeah. chaz i know you're gonna have the same uh opinion as andy did you want to reiterate that or did you want to add anything yeah no i'll add i mean again part of the reason i chose this uh was uh 
I don't I don't look at this like oh I have like beloved memory of it or anything. It, what's I think it's funny about this is that this movie can't decide if it wants to actually be a horror comedy or a low budget Skinamax film, <laughs> and it never really gets to it either. So it's just it's it's one of those things where it's like I can appreciate because it's so bad. It's it's like kind of entertaining, and there are bits that are kind of funny depending on the the dry humor, but. But yeah, it's okay. I, I think that if you if you absolutely had to go out of your way to watch, like I want to see everything the Broken Lizard's ever done, then yeah, watch it. White recommendation. Otherwise, just like you'd said, if it's on TV and you find it. But it, again, it's it's not the best horror comedy by a mile. Like there's so many other movies ahead of that. Uh, like if you're gonna do that, Shaun of the Dead, like quickly is a just a better thing to watch. And if you're gonna watch a Broken Lizard film, yeah, Beer Fest, watch Beer Fest or watch Super Troopers. Mm-hmm. Like the, those movies are, are better. So uh, I think that's where I'm at. It's it's a light recommendation, but it, it it fit the bill, and it was entertaining to go back and watch again. At least if anything, to see Bill Paxton go ape shit on someone about playing Margaritaville. Mm. And um, one last thing I want to uh, mention when Lars, <laughs> when they're hiding away from the killer and he does the and he like his fucking stomach <laughs> gets. Oh, yeah. Like what? that's that, that, that. I didn't expect that. Either. She's like, what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, he can't fit. What do you mean? Like, why are you freaking yeah, he, out? <laughs> he's fat. Yeah. He's fat. Come on. Oh. He's fat. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Like, oh, that's how you escape the window. Cause like, that that made me laugh because he's like, the window is open. He's like, he's way too large. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they always that's that's just one of those themes in in all of their movies is they always find uh, for that actor whatever his character is they always find weird things for him to get caught up in and you're like, how does he get out of this? And there's a way. Like in Beer Fest. Well, has everyone watched Beer Fest? Uh-uh. Yeah, several times. Okay, I, I won't spoil it then. But the way the way they get out of the the pickle and the plot device they use for his character in that movie is, is so fucking stupid, but it's so funny. Oh, I, yeah. it's how they bring him back. Yeah, just don't. It's, just, it's so stupid. <laughs> I, I laugh every time. Like, every time it's like I forgot how stupid this is. Yeah, but and then later on, like they reference things and there's shit he knows that he shouldn't know. Mm-hmm. They're like, wait a second, how do you know that? I do like that. I shouldn't. Yeah. I like. I should dislike that for the same reason. I don't like the 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 non breadcrumb twist in this movie. But I can't help it. It's just. It's so dumb and so hilarious and just so brash. They're just like, they it, they, they might as well turn to the viewer and go, "Fuck you. We're gonna do this because we want to." <laughs> it's so dumb and on the nose. That's why it's like okay. Yeah. I just watch Beer I, Fest. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that's actually yeah. My re- my real recommendation is everyone should go watch Beer Fest instead. But I couldn't make you watch that for Halloween, so we exactly. had to get there this way. This is this is just watch Beer Fest with extra steps. Gotcha. All right. Um, before we get in, because I know Chaz has some news, and I actually have some light news that we'll quickly get through. Um, news. Yeah, Zach, what is you? You're up next, right? What's your picks? Uh, my picks are for a uh, we'll call it a cl- classic vintage retro uh, pick is uh the thing oh yes yes because somehow you guys have done this show for so long you never talked about it it uh, was on my talked list about it ad nauseum we've well, just never specifically watched it it you was know on my I, list you know. to pick actually but uh i was afraid that you guys had already done it so no. like i had like a list of backups i was going to ask about but when you said you hadn't done hellraiser 2 i was like well we're settled on that one so we're 
Yeah, it's awesome. Look, you don't have to twist my arm to watch the. Th- I'm, I'm sure I'll mention it next week. But I, I like went to Texas to see the original 35 millimeter print of this film. I love this movie. <laughs> yeah, me too. But like, I was just like, man, we we should really talk. And we've had like John Carpenter month before, yeah. and didn't even get to that. So <laughs> he's got uh, goodness. Yeah, and then the other the the modern pick is uh, the Lighthouse. Oh, okay. Oh. You chose two I, movies that I own on Blu-ray. Thank you. Yeah, I own two. <laughs> you, chose two movies, you chose a movie that I want to watch again and a movie that I've never watched that I've really wanted to watch. I'm very excited. Which one did you not watch? I've not watched The Lighthouse. Oh, okay, good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've, watched, I've definitely watched The Thing. Oh, my goodness. I love The Thing. <laughs> I don't think hey, it's like I say, you can't watch everything in life. Somebody's yeah, going to do something great. Uh. Yeah, so remember to watch those movies and come back and we'll discuss it, just like how we discussed Hellraiser 2 and uh, Club Dread. Uh, but before we usually end, we have new, uh, news that matter to us. CD Projekt Red like announced like fucking five, like four games, like two cyberpunk games and two Witcher games in development. Really? Yeah. Uh, and they're being made by different developers, like the new... Um, Cyberpunk is going to be in Boston team. Now, are they going to be like different games, Full games. like you're expecting, or are they going to be like the Gwent or some shit? No, no, it's full games. Um, and I thought to myself, I'm like, man, you just got out of a pickle. Like, why? What? Maybe wait a little bit. Like, that's they that, gotta make something. They gotta make money. Like, I I get that, but like you had one of the worst. And keep in mind, they're they're actually doing good now because they're anime, which I yeah, still the anime is killing it right now. So. Yeah, the anime made people play the game, which is funny because I think Witcher show uh, made people want to play Witcher three, which uh, got the player count up, uh, and they fixed all the bugs. But at the same time, I'm like, maybe wait until you finish the roadmap for cyberpunk and then let it breathe a little bit before you go, ah, it is going to be another one. Or maybe wait until you actually have some gameplay and a trailer and then talk about it. Because I mean, it's already a big enough thing now. And Witcher's people excited. They want to buzz. They got buzz right now because of the anime, I guess, but they, they ain't Nintendo. They want everyone to know. They want their shareholders to know all that. Probably. They better, yeah. they better learn. They better not fucking overhype shit and then like bring a broken game at launch. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about the, whatever whatever the first game is that that flops mm-hmm. three or four years from now because it's it won't be finished and it'll be a mess. Uh, so, but hey, people are already are on Twitter saying it's gonna take twenty years for the game to come out. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but Chaz, what, what about your news? All right, so my news is uh, related to the trading cards. So wizards of the coast tried to burn the internet down today. Um, so they announced some uh, future products that are, they're going to be coming out. I'll start with the first one. That's actually good. Although I think they announced this one after to kind of like, I guess, um, play damage control, but uh, they are going to be releasing over the next. Uh, so I don't know if you're familiar or not. They've been doing this thing. Um, with a secret layer where they'll use different themes and other universes and worlds. Like they've made cards for Godzilla and um, over the weekend um, at uh, was it Hasbro con, uh, they actually unveiled the, the new transformers cards that are going to come out They're They're doing a secret layer with transformers. And it's like, there's a Megatron and an Optimus prime. They, they look really cool. Um, 
Well, uh, they announced that, uh, and they just recently made uh, Warhammer 40K. They, those are actually full-on sets that come in the Commander format. Hmm. So over the next two years, they're actually going to release a similar universe thing, just like the Warhammer 40K, but for Final Fantasy and for Assassin's Creed, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, so that would be kind of neat to see how it plays out. The reason I said that's damage control is because the, the first thing they announced today was that because they're celebrating their 30th anniversary, they are going to be releasing a special pack in November that people can purchase. And it is a box that will come with four booster packs, just like regular booster packs that you open 15 cards, so many commons, uncommons, one rare, maybe a second special rare or whatever. And these cards are all uh, of their beta uh, set. Like the, this is so beta as in like the second set they ever made. That's cool. uh, well, kind of. Um, these are not actually originally the beta cards. The front of them are the printed cards, but the back is actually like a special like 30th edition thing, which means that these are not legal to use in any type of event or tournament. They are effectively proxies, so they can't be used. And the box comes with four booster packs. The box is going to be $1,000. Oh, suck my dick. <laughs> People... People are outraged. <laughs> like, like they can yeah. at least make up legit cards for a grand. Yeah, they they are literally charging people to instead what of giving the, the full set to people, they are charging people a thousand dollars to open four booster packs with the of chance proxies. to open boosters of proxies. They know Etsy exists, right? Yeah, someone got <laughs> in there and was like, "Well, well goddamn, for a thousand dollars, I can buy a three D printer." now to be fair the cards look really cool like they're gonna print full power what nine like they're gonna print black lotus all the the power cards like it, it looks neat except like when i first saw it i honestly thought the way it was put they said it was gonna be 999 dollars. it was like did that did the person did the person accidentally like put an extra nine and it's supposed to be a hundred or was there supposed to be a decimal and it's only going to be $10. Like it makes zero sense. Well, again, the the response to this from people is, is just absolutely nuclear. Like what's really funny is people were like, you managed to make, so there's this thing called the reserve list, which is a, a list of cards that they'll never reprint again. These are like the original cards and everything. And it's a lot of it is to preserve the, the history, but also mainly because if they were to reprint these cards, a lot of the economy and magic would collapse. Like collectors would lose, like we're talking millions of dollars overall uh, because of all the money, eh, whatever. But like it would, it would, it could sink their, their economy on the secondary market. It's a big oh, problem. Yeah, shucks. Well, there's sides for either for or against it and clearly there are people that if they they love magic enough and like they they have collections and other stuff there are people that are for them printing stuff on the reserve list and there are people that are against it mm-hmm. and usually one way or the other you like one thing or you know when they announce something like this you're either on one side or the other and uh what's funny is uh there are people that have been posting about how somehow wizards found a way to piss all sides off. They pissed off people both for and against the reserve list at the same time. This is a true achievement. <laughs> they did it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I just thought it was funny to share because like, again, the internet rage, like there are people that are like sending death threats to the people at wizards because of this. It's, it's gotten insane. Well, it's all happened today. Pick up my Sephiroth magic, the gathering card. I can tell you that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for those to come out. Those are gonna look pretty cool. They should make it. They should make it. Uh, you know how with the the Godzilla guards, they're all they're all like 
just a copy of another card. They should make it the Lord of Tressorhorn ten four thing. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't know if they're gonna do how they're gonna do that because the so the Warhammer stuff that just came out they are their own like unique it's set an actual of cards. Set, yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, according to how they listed this, the Final Fantasy ones will be that, and it won't just be specific to seven. Oh, it's going to be an actual of, set. That's it's going to be an actual set, and they're going to use all of the universe of Final Fantasy. Like people were joking about how Gilgamesh will be in the set. And the joke was like, well, Gilgamesh could exist in Magic anyway based on the war that's already there. That's but also true. Final Fantasy will be there, so that'll be kind of neat. So it's actually kind of exciting. I I don't know how the Assassin's Creed set's going to work. That seems kind of odd, but I, I'm excited for the Final Fantasy. Fuck Ubisoft. Pieces of Man. shits. <laughs> fucking ruined fucking Sam Fisher. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Man, you get a lot of hatred for this. Fuck Ubisoft. I mean, I know they... I know they ruined Ghost Recon, but why don't you why don't you climb a fucking tower <laughs> and fall in a hay fucking bin? Fall, fall, or go hang glide off into a fucking river. Ubisoft, climb a tower and then fall into a bale full of cinder blocks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and into a, a bale full of, of cinnabons. I'm just finishing what you started. Yes. What happens when you fuck with Sam Fisher? I waited all these years just for them. And it's not even out yet. I just... Ugh. Anyway. There's no, good, there's no good stealth games anymore. I know. That, that genre's just dead. Everybody loves open world fucking stupid shit. Yeah, it's all open world games with like a tiny bit of stealth in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but anyway. Um, we're going to end it here unless anybody has anything else they want to bring up. Nope. What is status for getting some color this week? Thursday we are back to recording because there's no hurricane looming anymore. Uh, it's gone, um, and my internet and power is on, so we should be good to go. That means WCW Saturday night. Uh, double W. Double W. Hopefully they're good double Ws, but we'll see. Um, and Nemesis Project, we should be do hitting this month because I'm going to be finishing the game probably this weekend. And... Uh, me and you, Zach, have to discuss the Silent Hill 2 uh, uh, thing that we have going on. Mm -hmm. That, that We'll come up with uh, stipulations. We'll announce it next week. Um, but other than that, I think that's where we'll end it. If you want to catch more Big Trouble Will Podcasts, uh, make sure you go on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your mother's ass. I don't know. Is your mother ass a podcast? Who knows? Fuck it. Anyway. We will see you next week on Big, Big Trouble World Podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening. Flash. Pina Colada Bird. <laughs>